Hey friends, are you needing encouragement and hope today? Well, we know that God's word fills us with everything we need for whatever we are going through. And this is a specific time where I think we need to be filling our minds with God's truth. So that's what I want to share with you guys today. If you notice, I talk a little quieter in this podcast and kind of more calmly while my kids were sleeping last night while I recorded this, but I just wanted you guys to know that ahead of time. So come along with me as we dig into a chapter of the book of Psalms. Hello, everybody. Well, today is Monday and it is a crazy time right now going on in the world And I really wanted to get on here and do a podcast because I think we all just need to be reminded of where our focus should be in all of this. And it's so easy to get caught up in the news with the coronavirus and all the different things people are saying on social media. And I think we really just need to take some time to just bring things back into perspective and focus on the Lord. So today for this podcast, I'm not going to be really talking about the virus or anything, but just speaking some words of encouragement. And in fact, this chapter that I want to share with you guys in the book of Psalms, it came to my mind Well, I was listening to it even before all this stuff kind of blew up. I was listening to it while I was working one day. I have um, on Audible which is an app on your phone where you can listen to audiobooks, I have what is called the Word of Promise Bible, and I really enjoy that. I listen to it once in a while. Most of the time I just read the Word because I like reading it, but I do enjoy the Word of Promise audio Bible because it is um, dramatized, and um, Jim Caviezel is actually the voice of Jesus in it. And so it's a really cool way to read the Bible and to have it kind of come alive. So I was listening to Psalms because personally, before the virus and everything, I was dealing with a lot of anxiety when it comes to um, some other things in my life and some life changes. And so I was listening to Psalms because Psalms is just a great place to go when you, you need the Lord to just bring you peace and bring you perspective. In fact, when I was first going through my separation and all of that before divorce, I started reading the Psalms. And man, is that a place of comfort. And and there's been times in my life where the Psalms have just, I don't know, given me so much encouragement and peace. So this is why I want to share with you this chapter in Psalms. It's actually Psalms 33, and it's not any well-known psalms or anything that um, is probably shared quite frequently. But as I was listening to it, I was like, wow, that just is so applicable for my life and just everything um, when it comes to remembering who's in control. So I'm going to read to you part of it. And... um, and share some thoughts I have on it. So I'm going to start in verse 8, actually in verse 6. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth all their host. He gathers the waters of the sea as a heap. He puts the deeps into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him, for he spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. 
The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his heritage. The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the children of man. From where he sits enthroned, he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all and observes all their deeds. The king is not saved by his great army. A warrior is not delivered by his great strength. The war horse is a false hope for salvation, and by its great might it cannot rescue. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love, that he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield, for our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. So what did you think of that chapter? I think what just stuck out to me the most is the fact that God is in ultimate control over everything, over government, over people, over, you know, the military, like anything. God is in control over our lives, over our souls, and he is the one that takes care of us, and he's the one that makes the decisions he's the one that is leading us and has gone before us and has planned a way for us nothing surprises him you know we hear those words so much nothing surprises God but really it means that God has made a way for you he has made a way for all of us and he is in control there's nothing that is out of his control And when we feel like our lives are out of control, God is at rest and at peace because he has the final victory and because everything that happens is always lovingly filtered through his hands. And the verse that I also zoned in on this chapter and I had to do a little research on was where it says that he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. And sometimes I wonder when I read those verses, well, you know, not all of us will live through famine or, you know, we're all going to die someday. But as I researched that, I um, read some commentaries. I realized that it's talking about our eternal souls. So let's read it again. It says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love that he may deliver their soul, not talking about body, but their soul from death, our spiritual soul from eternal death, and keep them alive in famine. And so you think, well, is he talking about you're not going to die if there's a famine? Well, let's go on to the next verse. It says, our soul, so still talking about our spiritual state, waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. So it's talking about the eternal perspective, I believe, of things. And as I was reading some commentaries about he will keep you alive in famine, I think it's talking about our spiritual soul. So in the midst of dark times, in the midst of struggles, in the midst of scary things going on in our life, whether it's personally 
or in the world or a combination of both, we can be alive in the midst of trials, alive in the midst of famine, because we know that God is in control. You see, one thing that I think is so important to be reminded of as a believer, you know, if you've been a Christian for a long time, it's easy to forget this, but we don't have to worry about luck or by chance or, you know, the roll of the dice or, oh, it just wasn't in the cards for me. We don't have to, that's not even part of our vocabulary as believers because we know that it is all God who will, it's his will and his purpose that happens in our lives. And that can bring us so much comfort because then we don't have to think, well, did I mess up? Did I, I mean, we make mistakes, but God's ultimate purpose will prevail in our lives and he will make things beautiful in the midst of it all. So I hope right now that you can be reminded of how great God is and how powerful he is, so much more powerful than anything that we are facing today, whether today, tomorrow, 10 years down the road, and we don't have to worry about tomorrow. I think God is so practical in what he says when he, he says in his word when Jesus was speaking about do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow has enough worries of its own but um God wants us to rest in him not focusing about tomorrow or the next day realizing that there's enough things for us to just focus on today and realizing that he's given us the energy for today you know another verse that has come to my mind um recently is a little verse that I had taped up on a sticky note on my wall in my bathroom um, a few years ago, and I would look at that and remind myself of God's truth. And it is a verse, I believe, in First Timothy where it says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us, um, let's see, for God does not give you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I think that last, those last little words of a sound mind are so applicable to how we may feel when we are anxious. I don't know about you, but as I've struggled with anxiety, my mind doesn't come very clear. It gets forgetful and foggy and just like you think of worst case scenarios and just ridiculous. And um, that's not from God. God can give us a sound mind. He can give us the clarity of thought to see things as he wants us to see them, to see things in reality, and to see things in truth. And so I would encourage you to pray and ask God, please give me a sound mind. I know that I need that. I need that moment by moment. And I think we're all going to trip up and have moments where we are over come by fear, but then we can go to God and say, God, please forgive me for not trusting you and please give me a sound mind. I want to also mention just an idea for you if you're kind of at home more right now and trying to um, be apart from other people. I would encourage you to listen to the audiobook of I Still Believe. So that's the movie. Um, it's a movie and a book, but it just came out in theaters this week um, about Jeremy Camp, who is a Christian artist, and it's his kind of life story of dealing with just great loss in his life of his wife passing away from cancer, his his former wife. He's married again. 
Um, and I listened to it while I was working over this week and the week before. And man, was it really encouraging to me because I've listened to some interviews about Jeremy Camp and he has dealt with anxiety in the past. And he talks about that in this book. And he just talks about struggling with doubts about God and struggling with um, living out in faith when he like didn't feel like it. And it was just very encouraging and inspiring to me to, to hear his story. So if you're at home more, go give that a listen um, because I think it will really encourage you. One thing that um, stuck out to me probably the most from the book is when Jeremy was talking about how he had written these songs about I still believe and I will walk by faith. And after his wife died, it was hard for him to sing those songs because he didn't always feel like it. You know, he was struggling with like, God, why did you take her away from me? But he realized that like he had to separate his feelings from acting on it and being obedient to God to still sing those songs, to perform them for people, even when inside he was feeling like, God, I'm like struggling with faith. But he still sang those songs um, and was able to see how God was using the words of those songs to speak to people's lives. And I think that it increased his faith as he acted out in faith, despite how he felt. And I've been convicted in my own life to realize that so much of what I base, you know, how I, what I do is on my feelings. Like if I don't feel like it, then eh, I don't really want to do it. Or even saying to myself, like, well, if I don't feel it, then maybe I shouldn't do it. Like I don't want to just do something going through the motions, but not really feeling it. And I realize that that's wrong because we must act out in faith. We must be obedient to God. And that's what Jeremy talked about, having obedience over feelings. Um, We must be obedient despite how we feel. And then I believe that as we act in faith, that those feelings of peace and rest will come. And um, because God is faithful. And it's, it's just the same as like when they talk about marriage and like you're not always going to feel like you love the person, but you need to act out your love for that person and those feelings will come. And it's the same as, a you know, when your kids are driving you crazy or whatever, it's the acting out in love for them even when we don't feel like it and then those feelings follow. So um, I would encourage you to also step out in faith what in whatever way that is in your life right now. Um, pray about that maybe and say, God, are there areas in my life that I've literally succumbed to my emotions to and not to obedience to Christ? And I'm sure we could all have like a list of things where we've done that, but just focusing on one thing at a time and seeing how God works in that. So I'm going to pray and I will close us out. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much that you are so much bigger than anything we face in life right now anything that's going on in the world right now. And God, I just thank you that you are in control. I thank you that it's not up to us. It's not up to political leaders. It's not up to this person or that person um, that has the ultimate control, but it is you, Lord Jesus, the one who um, did not even spare your son on behalf of us to save us. And Lord, you care about each one of us 
You know intimately each one of us, every detail, all of our needs, all of our desires, all of our fears. And God, I thank you that you meet us right where we are at, that we don't have to come to you in perfection. We don't have to come to you with 100% faith, but we can just come to you with that little teeny tiny bit of faith um, and, and saying, God, I believe, but help my unbelief. And God, please help me in my fears. And I thank you, God, that you meet us right there, Lord. And I just thank you that you are good and that you're faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys, I hope that this week turns out to be a week where you just are deepened in your walk with God and that you experience more of Christ's peace and rest in the midst of difficult circumstances. And every time where you feel overcome with fear, um, I just hope that you can just speak in your mind or even speak out loud and say, God, you are good. God, you're faithful and God, you're in control or any statement like that, that is just rehearsing God's promises. Um, You know, those self-affirmation things that people say are absolutely ridiculous. Like, I am beautiful. I am wonderful. I am good. I'm kind, blah, blah, blah. Like, let's not focus on ourselves. Let's focus on the amazingness of God and who he is and focusing on his promises. He is good, that he is faithful, and that he is in control. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.